Okay, Bokatov and good morning. Welcome back to Living with Emuna, our weekly group, support group, to grow together and to work on our sense of feeling awareness, mindfulness, that Hashem is not only in existence, but He's in our lives. He's acutely aware of everything that is happening and going on, and that we are uh, deeply appreciative to Him and love Him. I want to thank our uh, specific sponsor for this morning's class, our beloved Linda Gordon, in commemoration of the first year at site of her husband, Harvey Gordon. Harvey was an amazing man. He was devoted and loved Linda and our community and was kind enough to share Linda with me for so many years that uh, she worked uh, together with me and continues to do so. And Harvey is uh, sorely missed not only by Linda, but by all who knew him and his neshama should have a, uh, a big aliyah. His neshama should have a big aliyah. Also want to thank our weekly sponsors, I don't have anything printed out here today. I don't have my printer. Uh, we'll come back to that, but let's get started. Let's get started. Okay. Um, so today we're going to have a little bit of abbreviated class. I got to hit the road. We're heading back home. Finally. Thank God. Can't wait. Wish us well. Little update. Shaitel has yet to be found. Continue to... Uh, Think about it. I share that with you not for your sympathy so that you know that every Amunah story that I share, whenever I tell you Hashkacha Prata stories, they don't always have the great ending. It's not like, can you believe this almost, that was about to, this was going to, and look how it worked out beautifully and perfectly in the end. All's well that lives well, and they lived happily ever after. It's not always that they lived happily ever after. So, still missing, still no response, still no clue where it is, but that too is by design. That too is the way that it is meant to be. And Baruch Hashem for that, that's okay. Hashkacha Pratis is not always when it works out well. Everything's Hashkacha Pratis. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes Hashem clears a path and sometimes He stands in our way and we reroutes us and redirects us in a way that will be so much better. So you can't only celebrate, you can't only be happy, you can't only accept and be grateful when you can see the way it works out. By definition, it works out. That's what we've spent the last several years learning together, is to get ourselves, to get our minds, to get our hearts to a place where we know that by definition, it's always working out, even when it doesn't seem to go in our favor, even when the result seems to be inconsistent or incongruous with the way that we draw it up or the way that we would want it. Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge, and therefore, by definition, it is always going in our favor. There's a, a book on Amuna that was popular several years ago. I won't tell you which, but it begins with a story. It's a great Breslover teacher who wrote it, and it was translated by another popular teacher. And the book opens with the story of, um, of a person who was in traffic and delayed getting to a plane, to a flight they meant to be on. And they missed that flight. And the whole time that they were delayed and frustrated and in traffic, they were frustrated. Why would Hashem do this to me? Now I'm going to be late. And I'm going to miss this important event, this important simcha, this important meeting. And they were furious. They were frustrated. They were really upset and disappointed. And then, of course, as it turned out, the plane went down. There was a terrible accident. Now the person understood, oh, such hashkacha pratis. And that's how the book began with that story of, as we go through our lives, there are times where we're terribly disappointed, but Hashem always has a plan. So I went to go meet with the author of the Sefer, the author of the book. A great tzaddik in Yerushalayim with no challenge against him, chas v'shalom, but trying to understand. And I said to him, that's an easy story. The story where you see the way it worked out in the end for you and you therefore are overwhelmed and feeling with gratitude, that's easy. What about the person who was waitlisted on the plane? What about the person who did not have a seat right away, but when the other one was stuck in traffic, a seat opened up and that person then got their seat assignment and they went down? How about that for a Hashkacha Prata story? 
they really weren't supposed to get a seat on the plane, they really didn't have enough room, they really were only on the waiting, but a seat opened up, and lo and behold, the seat opened up on a very plane that went down, lost their life, left the children orphans and their wife a widow. Is that Hashgacha Pratis story too? And the answer is yes, it's painful, unbearably painful. Hashgacha Pratis means divine providence, it means Hashem is involved in our life, not always when the answer is yes, not always when the answer is what's good, did Esther Waxman not teach us when her son Nachshon was kidnapped and the IDF on a rescue mission went in to get him and he was murdered and she turned to a nation of Israel who had lit candles in his honor and who had prayed, many of whom had never moved their lips to utter a prayer before. And she said, don't think your prayers were in vain. Hashem heard all of our prayers, just sometimes the answer is no. And when a parent says no to a child, it's not because they don't love them. The no to the child is as much a reflection of the love of the child as the yes as the yes. So losing a shaitel in FedEx is uh, inconsequential compared to the other examples I've given, utterly inconsequential and unimportant, at least to me. <laughs> but, um, but the point is that we can't only live our lives identifying and pointing and recording for our family Yamuna WhatsApp group that hashkacha pratis when it all works out. Would you believe it, hashkacha pratis? What were our stories this week? Forgot to take the garbage out, went to take the garbage out and discovered that the car door had been left open by the kids. So Baruch Hashem, Hashkacha Pratis, little things every day that are Hashkacha Pratis. Not only when they work out even or also or especially when they don't work out, they too are Hashkacha Pratis. Okay, as I said, we only have a few minutes together today and I want to just study one paragraph in the Avudraham. The Avudraham was a 14th century of David Avudraham and in Birchas HaShachar he has a he has a, a paragraph, he has an insight, and that's what I want to study with you. You don't have a handout. I'm going to read it to you. Please just listen. And the Avudraham answers what I think is a difficult question, a difficult, certainly grammatical question, um, but a question that if you're thoughtful and you say these a hundred times a day the way we're meant to, the way we're asked to, then you can't help but be bothered by it. And that is the formula for a bracha. The formula for a bracha. Nish'alti al inyan habrachos. When you start every bracha that we recite, by the time this morning you've already said your birchas hashachar, maybe you've davened, you said an asher yatzar, you said a shahakal on your cup of coffee, maybe a shtekel mazonos, if you're not being careful with your weight, you've already made several brachas, and every bracha begins the same way. Baruch ata Hashem. Baruch means Baruch blessed. What does blessed mean? Blessed or blessed. What does that mean, Baruch? giving Hashem a bracha, all of a sudden we're all chassidah and we're giving Hashem a bracha, what bracha do you give the omnipotent, infinite, all-powerful, when we are so finite and limited? So we're not giving Hashem a bracha, what we're doing is acknowledging that He is the makor ha-bracha. Hashem is the source of all bracha. He is the source of all bracha. Any blessing in our life, health, parnasa, children, nachas, whatever, shalom bayis, Whatever it is in life that we want or whatever that we have, whatever that we deem or characterize a bracha, he is the makor bracha. Hashem is the source of all that bracha. And that's what we're acknowledging. Baruch. The source of all bracha is ata you Hashem. Baruch ata Hashem. So every single bracha we say, and we're asked to say a hundred a day, no less than a hundred a day, every bracha that we say begins in the second person. You. Baruch ata Hashem. The source of all bracha is you, Hashem. And what do we do immediately? We all of a sudden pivot right away. So we start out, We talk to Hashem as if He's opposite me, not as if He is opposite me. You, you, you're in the room, I'm in a conversation with you, and I want to tell you, I acknowledge you are the source of all bracha. 
And then we pivot. Baruch Atah Hashem, the source of all blessing, is you, second person Hashem, Elokeinu, our God, Melech, the king of the universe. So all of a sudden we pivot to third person. We go from second person, you, Atah, to Melech HaOlam, king of the universe, third person. We're now describing God like he's not in the room, like he's not right before us. So what happened? What is the shift from second person to third person? From you are the source of all blessing to talking not to God, but talking about God. Says the Avudraham. B'medrish, tam l'kula Hashem samid. The answer is based on this Pasuk. A Pasuk entail, David HaMalach said, we spoke about this last night in another context, living our best selves, the final installment. The very first Ramah in all of Shulchan Aruch says, one should live their lives with this Pasuk, this verse opposite them all the time. It's not that Hashem was in the shul or Hashem is in the base medrash or Hashem is there when I'm listening to my Amuna class. But then I go on with my life. I go to the supermarket, I go to the gym, I go to work, I go to the kitchen, I go to... No, Hashem is Shivisi Hashem the Negdid. He's with me when? Tamid. All the time. Consistently and constantly. He's looking over my shoulder. He's with me. So if you wouldn't watch that in front of God, don't watch it. If you wouldn't say that or repeat that in front of God, don't say it or repeat it. If you wouldn't look at it, if you wouldn't go there, if you wouldn't think, Hashem is always in the room. Shavisa Hashem Nagdi when? Tamid. Hashem is always. That's the Ramah says. You want to live your best life? You want to live your most virtuous life? Then live life with Hashem always being in the room. Always being in the room. I said last night, and I'll repeat again, I don't know how many of you were there, that um, we had a, a wonderful, wise member of our executive board who used to say, there's an expression, if you can't do it in front of your spouse, it's cheating. If you can't do it in front of your spouse, it's cheating. If you wouldn't flirt like that or say that or text that or you wouldn't do that in front of your spouse, then it's cheating, don't do it. And she used to say on the executive board, if we wouldn't do it in front of the membership, then don't do it. Don't make that decision. It's the wrong decision. And I said, I always tell my accountant, I want you to push the envelope. I want you to save me as much money as possible. If you wouldn't do it in front of the IRS agent, don't do it. It's a great motto. It's a great, it's a great metric for life. If you wouldn't do it in front of that person to whom you're accountable, then don't do it. So if you live that life that way, that your accountant can, you know, push the envelope, but only up to what they would do in front of the IRS agent during an audit. If you wouldn't do that in front of your spouse, don't do it. And if you wouldn't do that if Hashem were in the room, then don't do it, because He's always in the room. Shivisi Hashem l'negdi, I see Hashem opposite me. His guiding hand is on my shoulder. He's hugging me. He's holding my hand. He's walking me through. He's there with me in the difficult moments, in the lowest lows and the highest highs. I can lean on him. I can thank him. I can laugh at him. I can cry him. I can yell at him and protest him. He's Lenegdi. He's opposite with you. He's with me. Tamid, always, always. That's the Pasuk David HaMelech said. That's how David HaMelech lived his life. And if you think David HaMelech had this blissful life, if you think David HaMelech sat in the comfort of the palace and had his servants serving him and had his harem of women and was immersed in the study of Torah and holding a kumzitz all the time, that was not David HaMelech's life. David HaMelech had a son who rebelled against him and tried to kill him. He had a father-in-law who tried to kill him. David HaMelech's best friend, he had to depart from him, Shaul HaMelech. David HaMelech had a difficult, difficult life where he had to squash rebellion and he had to fight battles David HaMelech had it difficult, but in every situation and scenario, whether it was the challenges within his own family or within the Jewish people, he lived his life that Hashem is opposite me when? Tamid. Always. He's Lenegdi Tamid. He's out with me. Wherever I go, on the side of the highway, or with a lost shetel, or with a loss of power, or with a tent blowing away, or walking down to the chuppah with the greatest smile and the biggest joy, Hashem is right there. He's right there. It's a beautiful image, and it will literally elevate and propel and enrich and empower our lives. David Amalek said it. 
So says the Avud Ram So when we begin every bracha a hundred times a day, Baruch, the source of all bracha, is Atah, you, second person, Hashem, Hashem is right there. So you know what the danger of Baruch Atah Hashem is? Says the Abu Draham, the danger of an attitude and mentality of Baruch Atah Hashem is, you're my buddy, we're sitting around, we're having a l'chayim, we're enjoying a coffee talk, you're my buddy, you're right here, you're right opposite me. It can breed and cultivate a very casual attitude, a very casual relationship. You can become very flippant in your relationship with Hashem because after all, Atah, you're on a second, you're on a, Atah, you, you're on this first name basis with Hashem. Second person you talk to him, Baruch Atah Hashem. So you Rebbe, you talk to a third person. Does Rebbe want a cup of water? It's so wonderful to see Rebbe. How is Rebbe's family? You Rebbe, you talk to a third person. And a Kaddish Baruch, you talk to you, second person. You, you, you. Baruch Atashem. That can breed, says the Avudraham. You can become very casual. You can become very flippant. And that's why we pivot immediately. On the one hand, he's right here. He's opposite me. He's wherever I let him in. He's with me, always, Tamid. But on the other hand, I have to realize that he's transcendent. He's in the heavens. He's distant. I can't conceive. I can't comprehend. I can't understand him. He's Elokeinu Melech Olam. He's the king of the whole universe. He transcends time and he transcends space. And he's all powerful. And he's omnipotent and he's omniscient. And he's every other fancy word you know. The reason we shift from second person to third person, the language for second and third person is nochach v'nister. He's opposite me, he's hidden from me. So we formulate every bracha, it begins with he's opposite me, and the bracha pivots to he's hidden from me. Why would I confuse things? Why would I be inconsistent in the bracha? The answer is because Hashem is both simultaneously. This is what it means to live with emunah and bitachon. It means that as much as I feel that relationship, as much as I feel and perceive his love, as much as I can lean on him and love him back, he's also not my buddy. He's not accessible. He's not understandable. He's categorically different. And therefore, nochach v'nister, nigla v'nister. He's opposite me, but hidden from me in my bracha and in reality. Nigla mitzad masa, v'nister mitzad mahuso. On the one hand, through the way he interacts with me, he's revealed. He's revealed in his presence in my life. He's revealed on our family. You know, recently we were all together and we experienced some hashkacha pratis thing. And I took out the phone to record it. My kid said, we're all here. Who are you recording that from? And I said, because someday you're going to go back in this WhatsApp group and we're going to listen. Or if you're having a hard day and you wonder whether Hashem exists or whether He cares, you can go back and you can listen. That all of us, my wife and I and our children, record whenever something happens that we say, oh, isn't Hashem amazing? Hashkacha Pratis, look how that worked out. Isn't that incredible? For good or for bad, Hashkacha Pratis, they still haven't found the Sheitel. That's also Hashkacha Pratis. FedEx doesn't answer, doesn't care, doesn't get back to us, has no clue where it is. That's also Ashkacha Pratis. It's meant to be. Maybe she'd be allergic to the Sheitel. Maybe she'd break out in hives from the Sheitel. Maybe the Sheitel, uh, who knows? Who knows? It's also Ashkacha Pratis. It's also Ashkacha Pratis. Some of us, as I said, have learned to live without hair, so she'd love to learn without hair. It's okay. Just joking, there's plenty of other Sheitels. So, Ashkacha Pratis. So, why do we record it if we're all there when it happened? For posterity, to be able to go back and to listen to it. So how do we know Hashem b'ma'asav? When we look at our lives and we say, oh, I have two feet and they work. I have two eyes and they work. I have a heart beating in my chest and it works. 
My lungs are filling up. I'm able to breathe. It works. Wow, there's a Hashem. According to his actions and deeds, I see him and I perceive him and he's very real in my life. But at the same time, when I try to describe him, if I'm trying to describe him, Nistar Mitzad Mahuso, he's hidden when it comes to his existence. Our soul is the same way. Our soul on the one hand perceives him. He's very real. He's ever present. And on the other hand, I'm on a journey to find him, to search for him, to discover him. And so on and so forth. So the bracha is, I utter it, I articulate it with my mouth, but I'm mindful of it, I'm moved by it in my heart. The heart is hidden, but the mouth, the sound is heard. The human being is made up of a soul and a body. My neshama, which is a chelik elokami ma'al mamish, which is a piece of God, literally, my neshama deserves to be opposite God all the time. But my body is so physical and corporal, it can't. It's blocking that. So says the Avud Raham, this is the reason. So every bracha we recite, and we're meant to say a hundred of them a day, a hundred brachos every day. Every bracha that we recite, second person to third person. Baruch atah Hashem. On the one hand, casual, comfortable. On the one hand, Hashem is here and He's present. On the one hand, I can talk to Him. He's my best friend. He's right before me. He's my spouse, my confidant, my lover. He's right there. I can tell Him anything. Lean on Him. Depend on Him. Rely on Him. Yell at Him. I can tell Him anything. He's nochach. Baruch atah Hashem. You. But immediately I pivot, immediately I recoil, immediately I have to recognize he's also Melech HaOlam, he's the king of the whole universe. He's accessible through the good things he does for me, but he's hidden in being able to describe who he is. And just as that's true about Hashem, it's also equally true about us. We have our body, which is our physical manifestation of who we are, but it's not really who we are. The real us is the neshama, is the soul, the chelak that piece of God that he breathed into us literally. That's who we really are. We are a soul. We are a soul and we have a body. We're not a body and we have a soul. We are a soul. That's who we are. So the words, we move our lips, they're part of the physical world. But the intent, the, the mindfulness, the movement of it is in our hearts. So just like Hashem has a revealed and a hidden, we too have the revealed and the hidden. And our bracha corresponds and reflects with both of those things. I'll tell you just in closing, and I apologize again, we're a little abbreviated this week. But... And I reserve the right to say this in another context or maybe write it up. I think this pandemic, one of the messages of coronavirus, and, and I know you and I are both equally so sick of talking about this, but one of the messages of coronavirus is coronavirus, COVID-19, is hidden. You can't see it. It's invisible to the naked eye. How do you know it's there? Because when someone contracts it, when they, it's transmitted to them, chalila, chalila, they struggle to breathe, they cough, God forbid they need to be intubated minimally, they need to be in bed resting. They know it's there. This invisible virus is there. But when we try to understand it, the greatest experts in the world still have no clue what we're talking about. From one day to the next, our conjecture changes. From one day to the next, our conclusion, we reverse. From one day to the next, we admit we're humbled by how little we know or are able to understand about it. And perhaps one of the messages is, there are things that are invisible, but they're very real. There are things that we can't fully understand, and it doesn't mean they're not true. And just like that's true about this virus, which has gripped the entire globe, in my lifetime and yours, 
and some would say in all of history in an unprecedented manner, this has gripped the entire globe, every human being alive, the whole Mother Earth, everyone. Has anything done that ever? Kodesh Baruch has sent down to the world something. We don't know why, we don't want it, we can't wait to get rid of it, we can't wait to overcome it. But he sent down something to the world that even though you can't see it, it's real. And even though we struggle to understand it, it has an impact. And that's a message for all of humanity and for all of us. The things aren't only real when you can see them. Even things that are invisible are, are as real. In some ways, they're even more real. Kaddish Baruch is the most real. So on the one hand, according to his impact, he can be felt and perceived. But when we try to come to describe him, to understand him, he's incomprehensible. We cannot. And that's all communicated in our bracha. So every bracha you're going to say for the rest of the day, I see someone sipping tea, I see someone having a cup of coffee, every bracha, I'm sure you said your bracha already, l'chaim, enjoy. But every bracha you're going to say, the bracha rishona, the bracha achrona, the ashayatza that will inevitably come later, every bracha you're going to say, Baruch Hashem, you are the makor bracha, you're the source of all the bracha in my life. Ata, you, you're right here, you're always in the room, you always have your hand on my shoulder, you're always holding me up when I feel like I'm going to fall, you're always reliable and I can confide in you. Hashem, Ata, you're you, second person, casual, comfortable, you're here. Then all of a sudden, Melech Olam. whoa, one second, he's Melech Olam. he's the king of the universe. The Avudraham doesn't write this here, but we do the same thing, give you a little sitter snippet preview, for a long time from now, we do the same thing when we daven. Is the Amidah not 19 brachas of Baruch Atah, Atah, Atah you give me this, you give me that, you, 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 you. What do we do right afterwards? The Nefilah says, whoa, we fall right on our arm and we say Tachanan. I just spent the last several minutes talking about you and you and you and making demands and you give me this and you give me that, you, you, you. What do I have to do immediately afterwards? I fall on my arm and I say Tachanan. A moment later, I have to collapse on my arm and I have to say, Hashem, I understand the difference between us. I understand that we're not equal. I understand that I can't begin to understand who you are. So today was just a little Avudraham. We'll pick up next week with a new text altogether. But this little paragraph in the Avudraham is so powerful. And without it, I don't think we've actually said an authentic bracha our entire lives. So I bless you that as you say your blessings, I bless all of us that as we say our brachos, that we should be mindful and present with intention, we should be transformed, that we should, that he should be equal and opposite us always, feel his presence in every which way, in a way that will elevate us, in a way that will empower us, in a way that will comfort us, in a way that will strengthen us, in a way that will hold us accountable. He should be opposite us all the time. And please God, we should all stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. Tonight behind the beam at 9 p.m. from the road, special guest Rav Judah Michelle, always inspiring, my buddy Rav Judah, 9 p.m. tonight. Wishing everyone a great day. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And as I said, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.